Welcome to We Found Another Hour, a podcast and ministry of Grace Baptist Church, Springfield, Tennessee. Listen now as we join our host, Dr. Steve Freeman, and his guests as they give biblical insight into your toughest theological questions as we explore the Bible together. Well, we welcome you back. Thank you for tuning in to We Found Another Hour podcast. Brother Caleb, what is We Found Another Hour? Where do you think that that came from? Well, it's it's been said that our... Uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Big country. Big country with a K. Uh, A.K.A. Brother Derek. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has been said that some of our sermons, uh, some of our teaching ministries run long. I could put it that way. and But there's never enough time. Even if we preach an hour, there's never enough time. And so we, we come here to find another hour. I, I really don't know why anybody would say those run long. Like, is there a time limit uh, to church? you got to get to Denny's after well, uh, well, we don't even have a Denny's here. <laughs> That's now, why again, we need more time to get yeah. to Denny's because it's not here. Yeah, so we can travel to France. we got to be the so, Methodist to Denny's. So in, in, all, in all reality, but let's talk about this for a minute. Should Is there really a time limit to church? I understand schedule. Uh, what One of the freedoms, I guess, but... And flexibilities right now for uh, for our church. We're in the season in the season of R and R, refreshment and replenishment. Certainly not rest and relaxation, but um, like we're we're doing one service. All of us combined. It's good and hot in there, and um, you know you. I, I tell people before you come and listen. If you're joining us, and uh, I'd love for you to come be our guest. But wear deodorant. Wear deodorant because it gets a little warm in there. We're, uh, you know, we're, we're head, headlong toward fall and winter and we're, you know, we're grasping at it, but right now it's still summer and no matter how low you turn the air conditioning, when you put all those people in one room, uh, it gets hot. So wear your deodorant so you don't distract the Holy Spirit's work, you know, but we're in one service and, um, you know, usually when we're in multiple services, there is kind of a time constraint because you got to start the next service, but right now it could be a detriment because even though Sunday school starts, uh, it does seem like uh, periodically. I, I just say periodically that mm-hmm. we kind of are late to Sunday school for those who go to adult Sunday school at ten thirty. Our services at nine uh, and ten thirty. But is that what y'all's thoughts on church schedule? Really, Sunday school doesn't start at 10.30. Sunday school starts 10 minutes after the service is over. Yes. That's the way I look at it. Okay. So that way we're never (laughs) late to Sunday school, and the service never runs over. I like your thought. We say what time the service starts. We don't say what time it ends. That's exactly right. And we always start on time. Well, I know that's right. I mean, we always start on time. But is there really an end time? Hmm. I mean, I guess if the sun goes down, it's probably a good idea to start closing out. Do you think that people, um, I mean, your your thought, I mean, do do people, well, let me ask you this. Do people care what time you get out of church? I don't think people necessarily care what time you get out. People, for some reason, people get antsy if they think it's gone over. So, like, if we said our service won't end until 1230, and we got out at 12.30, people would be fine. But if we got out at 12.31, 
for some reason, it's like whatever time it's supposed to end, one minute over. I've known churches who, who literally will take a lunch break and come back at like three in the afternoon. And well, now, keep going. I like I like that. Hey, let, let's do this real quick because we got big country with us. We got little city with us. We got uh, Luscious Landon, who I believe uh, we we might just dub Lucius, and then we've got <laughs> NN with us. Okay, so we got Lucius and NN because uh, N is always in. And this morning we've got a special guest with us: our director of communications and PR uh, director. Miss Jackie Rawls. Woo! Yeah, hey, where's the buttons, guys? Well, I thought we was going in the studio. And yeah. by the way, for those who've been keeping up with this, we have air conditioning in the studio. We need a clap I button. Thought, where's yeah, the clap? I, I thought there's a reason I wasn't lightheaded in here. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know what it was. So, uh, but we've got Jackie. Jackie, welcome to back to the podcast. This is not your first podcast no, with us. Thanks for having me back. I mean, it may be your first prayer meeting, but it's not your first podcast. No, it is not. We, it took us a while now. It took us a while to get you back. You probably had a lot of other podcasts scheduled with other I was starting people. to worry that I was not going to be honestly invited back, and then I got the call, and I'm just very glad to be I here. mean, we called to the bullpen. <laughs> we called to the bullpen. We the closer. I mean, Dr. Delicious is out, and we called the bullpen, got Jackie in. So, uh, Jackie, also a.k.a. known as Jacqueline. Yes, and, and uh, jack-o'-lantern. Jack-o'-lantern, <laughs> I mean, and that just flows well with fall. Hey, what's your thoughts on um, on, on church getting out on time? Um, I believe and that there was should insightful. be a time. <laughs> I believe there should be a time, but I'm kind of with Brother Caleb. People get antsy just if they think they're running late. But what are they running late to as well? I mean, like, for instance, our, again, our service starts at 9 o'clock. So, you know, if the, if the service happens, and I don't know why it does. I think the music is long at our church. You know, we do a lot of music. <laughs> That's it, yeah. It just seems like a lot of music, you know. And, and I like music. I, I really do. But uh, I, I don't know. I think the music causes us to go over maybe. Uh, but it's worth it because it's, you know, it, it's, it's top notch and it's, I mean, takes us to the throne room. But like, it, let's say we go over and, and perhaps 10, 15 ish, 10, 30, 10, 45 ish, whatever, whatever time that we're supposed to end and move to the next, uh, you, know, you know, venue. Like what else is there to do at 1030 in the morning on Sunday morning? Like the restaurants, do the restaurants open at 1030? I wouldn't no. know. I'm in church. So. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm in Sunday school. I wouldn't know. I, y'all were so spiritual. Lucius, we're so glad that you're here. I like it, Lucius. It sounds like a Roman emperor. There's a line at the Catfish House at 1045 outside. Yeah, so. From Grace Baptist? I don't know. Yeah. I they miss Sunday school. I think we get out earlier than most churches, though. Uh, and there's Ian raising his hand. Ian, Ian. <laughs> Let's go. Let's hear from ENN from uh, Mississippi. From Oxford, Mississippi. Straight out of Oxford. Straight out of Oxford. Or is that Memphis? Is that Memphis now? No. This is this is an academy shirt. Memphis and um, Mississippi. Is Memphis in Mississippi? Yeah, just just outside. Okay, it touches. Yeah, it touches. That's what's wrong with me. I was just gonna say, ENN is in Sunday school. Mm. Mm. Now that's deep. That's deep right there. I mean, we I mean, 
As you know what we do sometimes. <laughs> yeah, you know. I mean, you you hit a profound statement in the middle of that sermon. You could just go to invitation right then. Now we never do. No. But it's like that on the podcast. With that in end, we could. I mean, like that could be the end of the podcast. We're done. Yeah. All questions answered. Unless Jackie has something more significant. Well, I just would like to say I think people get more antsy about how long you make them stand when we read the scripture oh. than really getting out. Oh. No way. Yeah. I mean, is it there. really a good service as no one passes out? I mean, you at least need like two or three. No, seriously, seriously. We have had a heat stroke incident before in the church because, again, at that time we were in one service, and it's it's pretty crowded, and the air conditioner in the back. We, we really have trouble and issue with air conditioners at Grace Baptist, but... Uh, we just nursed them on the lawn, but the air conditioner went out in the back and it got really warm. And we did. We uh, we had a heat stroke incident. I didn't stop preaching. No, you can't stop for a heat stroke. <laughs> I thought no. she was praying. She really did just kind of slump over a little. I mean, just fell out on the floor. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I just thought we was a little bad because you know, and yeah. I just kept on. Because you got slain in the spirit. No, but uh, she was seriously. I mean, it did get warm, and that really did happen. But she was okay. I mean, we got her transported to the hospital. Everything checked out good, so it's it's good. Uh, so, but yeah, and that was profound. So we could expect nothing less from a good Rebels fan. Mm. Mm. That's it. <laughs> so do y'all want to, uh, is, is this a sports? We, I mean, we could move to a sports cast after uh, this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. no. You got any highlights? Hey, maybe that's what we'll do. We'll have a segment where Lucius... Gets us up to date on all the uh, football scores oh, around yeah, the horn. Yeah. Oh yeah! And uh, so, who is who's like? Tell us top five, top five football rankings. College or NFL? Let's go with college. college. Just do it after Alabama. Then no. it's after Alabama. Well, there's Alabama. There's second string. There's third string. And everybody else, right? <laughs> and then the cheerleaders. They're fourth yeah. string. Well, obviously Alabama first. I, I, I forgot who did Alabama play. I know that's they real played bad. Southern Miss this past mm-hmm. week, but they got Ole Miss this now, week. Now was oh, Southern oh, Miss? Uh, now that's where you went to school, right? No, Ian? no. <laughs> it's flip, flip that. Oh, you went to Northern Miss? No, it's oh, okay. no, not USM. <laughs> no, Southern Miss. Flip it, and I don't mean Michigan. It was uh, Mississippi that's College. Uh, so, oh, Mrs. Mississippi College. No, uh, but that's who Alabama played. And if That's I'm not right. mistaken, in the fourth quarter, did 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 they put the band in? Saban was out there playing running back. <laughs> <laughs> He's 70 years old. He's so talented. He's so he talented. just snuck in there. I thought he was center, but all right. All right. <laughs> he can do it all. So we got Alabama. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Mm-hmm. Um, see, number two. If we In the studio, if we had the buttons like I was talking about, we could play the national anthem. Dun, dun, yeah. dun, dun, dun. My Maybe son's we'll get... got the little bear, got a little bear, and it does it. It's roll tide roll. So I'll, I'll bring it next time. Yes, I think so. Yeah, he can bring his cowbell for uh, Northern Miss. Yeah, for Northern Southern Miss. I got you. <laughs> uh, but let's see. Go to Alabama, and then uh, I would definitely say uh, uh, my Memphis Tigers are a second in the country. Ooh, no, um, we're talking football. Yeah, well, uh, football, basketball, you name it. Oh, okay. um, go Tigers, baby. Uh, I don't know. It doesn't really matter after that. After yeah, Memphis, I'm good. Hmm. Jackie not. is Tennessee. Uh, aren't you a Tennessee fan? Um, I'll I'll claim them now. Definitely burned all my Vanderbilt stuff. So anchor down. <laughs> <laughs> I guess oh. I'll 
I'll go Tennessee. Well, we got some great questions today. So thank y'all for joining us, and thank you for uh, – yeah, we just moved yeah, on past that. So, I mean, once you talk about Vanderbilt, you just got to move on into spiritual insight. But uh, we got great questions uh, for our podcast today, so uh, thank you for sending those in. Thank you. Uh, as we continue our contest for uh, nicknames. But I do think Luscious has stuck, and I do believe that NN uh, is is leading the charge there. So you still got time to get your thoughts in there. But NN and Lucius, we're going to take a break. And when we come back from this break, we're going to dive into a great question from 1 Corinthians. We'll be back in just a moment. I'm 14. I'm 62. I'm 37. I'm 26. I'm 22. We're 47. We're five. Grace Baptist Church is a place where you'll fit in. It's not a building. It's the people within that comprise a church. People who care for one another. People who understand one another. People who live life together. Hi, I'm Steve Freeman, pastor of Grace Baptist Church, and I want to personally invite you to join us Sunday mornings at 9 o'clock a.m. at our main campus where you'll find real people connecting real faith with real life. And we're back and we're answering your biblical questions and we've got a good one today. I'm going to read this question. And uh, Jackie, I'm so glad that you're here with us for this because you're going to bring some great insight, I just know. But here's the question. It comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 5. And I'm going to read the passage of Scripture so you can understand the question. It says, uh, in 1 Corinthians 11, 5, But every woman who has her head uncovered, Jackie, you have to stay in the studio. You, uh, I mean... You just have to stay in the studio because I know this, you didn't know this question was coming, but we're ready for your insight. Every woman who has her head uncovered while praying or prophesying disgraces her head, for she is one and the same as a woman whose head is shaved. And then the question from our listener says, I thought this should have fallen under the law, not the new covenant. But like it's saying, should we still be doing it? Question mark. So... I guess essentially the question is, based on this passage of Scripture, should women uh, have head coverings? And really, what is all that uh, about? Should it still be in practice today? And this is kind of an obscure passage, and it's kind of, uh, it may even be a little controversial. I don't know. Brother Caleb, tell us where we are when we get to 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 5. So, uh, Jackie, you have uh, to stay in the studio. Come back, Jackie. <laughs> so, uh, Paul is writing First Corinthians to the church in the city of Corinth, and they're having a lot of issues, and um, and they're just having all kind of problems in the church. And so, he, he's writing to help them straighten some things out. And you get over into chapters uh, 11, 12, 13, 14, that area, and he's talking about what it looks like when the church comes together and they begin to pray, they begin to prophesy uh, with one another, and basically what are the roles of men and women, what's the behavior of people. And basically Paul is trying to give them directions as far as what does an ordered church service look like. Okay, so did they have a time that they started? Did they have a schedule? They probably started as soon as they woke up and went all day. Now, 
That's what I'm talking about. Then that way, there's no expectation of the finish time. That's right. Nobody could get antsy. That's right. Just, and just expect to be there all day. Denny's was probably closed. Yeah, it probably was. Would, would y'all agree? They probably. Hey, would choice. that be? Would that help our services and anxiety in the service if all the restaurants were closed on Sunday like they used to be? Yeah. So maybe church going long is not the issue. Maybe the fact that the world opened up on Sunday is the issue. Let's blame it on them. I, that's what I'm going to do. I mean, I'm in for that. Now, again, I like to get a good Zaxby's on Sunday after after we finally get done. But Zaxby's stays open at 9.30 p.m. on Sunday. Ooh. Praise the Lord. Late night. Where do y'all like to eat on Sunday? Uh... I like Zaxby's. Also like bologna. That's not a place, though. He loves to go to bologna. I love bologna. Is that right is next that to Denny's? I love that. That's fried in bologna. Italy, isn't it? Yeah, I love that fried bologna and cheese sandwich. I heard you were the cause of uh, Shoney's closing down. Why? Because we got out late. Yeah. No, I think Shoney's had other issues. <laughs> I don't think you could blame you. There's a lot of things in the world you could blame on, uh, on me, but Shoney's. I think they had their own. They had like they. I've only been here 15 years. Well, that's just what I heard. <laughs> that's a rumor. Well, you know, and that's probably from a church member. You know? <laughs> so, uh, all right. So you set up where we are in this passage. What I mean, what's the deal here, guys? What about this uh, women? Wearing hair covering, and I, I, I mean, what what what's your thoughts on this listener's question? By the way, it's a good question because uh, oftentimes when we when we read the Bible, this is why we this is what I love about the Bible. It it answers questions to every, or it provides answers to every life's question. Now, this may not be one that we thought, but like you say, uh, Brother Caleb, uh, Big Country, uh, aka Brother Derek. Um, you set it up. Basically, Paul is addressing an issue of order inside of worship. And uh, some other cultural issues I'm sure we'll talk about. Uh, you have to take things in context, what's going on in the Corinthian church. For instance, to be completely honest, the Corinthian church in context of what's going on in Corinth and that time and that city uh, it was a major seaport. I mean, it was a, it was a large city, uh, but there was a lot of worldliness and secularism in that city. Lots of um, uh, you know pagan worship, pagan gods. Uh, the the Aphrodite uh, was all of this was an issue that bled into the culture, which affected the church. And unfortunately, not only did it affect the church, it infected the church. And Paul is writing to the Corinth, and this is kind of a scathing letter because there is a lot of wrong going on even inside the church that Paul is addressing. Now, I do believe that this letter is a result of some of the mature believers in Corinth, in the church of Corinth, writing to Paul for some guidance and saying, "What? Well, you know, what are we supposed to do? But they were in a culture quite honestly, much like us today. I think that we could identify with the Corinthian believers, obviously a different time period, but the same issues. And this is a lot of what Paul's addressing, even in this chapter, 
uh, as it deals with worship and worship order, it's also dealing with some cultural issues um, and, and how that was affecting the operation inside the church and affecting people's worship. So, uh, Ian, you got any thoughts on this passage of Scripture? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I absolutely agree with, with you know everything that you shared and Caleb shared, especially looking at the cultural things. It was something that you said that I was, I was sitting there listening and, and just thinking of how if we apply this to modern day and we look at how we do church and why we do church and, and trying to show and even looking at why Paul's given this instruction to show and try to give them, hey, look, we've got we've to clarify who we are, why we do what we do, and to the outside world what it is we're doing. Um, and so when we, you know, we're, we're called to be, you know, in the world, but we're also called to not be of the world. And so it's kind of that calling out here that he's given that, that direction and that clear, that clarification of the difference in cultures. Um, uh, that, that's good insight. Lucius, what, I mean, what's your, what's your thoughts? Uh, well, when I was reading this, uh, I did a last, lot more. Last time when you studied, you brought questions to the podcast. Yeah. And I, I mean, our job is really to answer the questions best we can. Yeah. No, that's, that's why we got Jackie here. That's He's true, trying to make sure true. the podcast will keep going. So even during the podcast, we just get more questions and answers. Mm, there you go. That's what I like. I like where you're at, Derry. I like that. But, uh, or Little City. But, uh, <laughs> Uh, when I was reading this, and I, you know, I look at different commentaries, and I try to do my best for you know all the listeners we have. But I was looking at this as it's mostly a cultural issue, like you were saying. Um, Corinth uh, showed respect, uh, like the women in Corinth showed respect to their head by covering, well, when they covered their head when they worshipped, and it's also showing respect to their husbands also. And that's like a cultural thing because um, most mostly women who were like either like prostitutes or pagans they would try to uncover their head, and so I think Paul's concern is is that in coming in the church is a cultural issue. Is that all that the prostitutes would uncover, or well, that's just I guess that's all, that, all they had to do. I guess that was their outward Boom. symbol of that they are, you know, in the business. So. <laughs> and, uh, but I also read something where it said that women may have felt uh, that they were liberated in Christ and did not need to cover their head. That would have been me. <laughs> so. Jackie, you need to uncover your head in here because we can't see you. <laughs> I think, though, your last point is is really a good point. That idea that, well, um, I'm in Christ now, so I don't have to do this any longer. And... Paul, I think Paul is addressing that issue here because in chapter 10, he finishes up right before he moves into this with talking about what is Christian liberty? What is it? What are we free to do? And he says in verse 23 in chapter 10, everything is permissible, but not everything is beneficial. Uh, just because we can don't doesn't mean we should. And also going back to what Brother Ian was saying with us being the salt and light of the world there's that balance and it, it's a tough balance because what are the things that that we should try and pursue and should or not pursue necessarily but be okay with it's a cultural issue and i think this is one of those it's not that paul is necessarily super worried that if, if a woman is in church and or you can see her hair then it's the end of the world it's let's not set another barrier to those that are lost those that are uh, that see these things as a very big deal, and 
I think that's the focus here is how is us as our goal as Christians is to share the gospel and to make sure that there is as few of barriers as possible with that, but also keeping it 100% true and not watering it down whatsoever. Um, I think Jesus makes it clear that the gospel is plenty offensive on its own, so it doesn't need us to help make it more offensive. All right, that's good thoughts. I, I mean, here's the question. We're going to take a break and we'll come back. Big country, I want to hear from you and uh, on this. But should, one, before we go to break, what do you think the head covering is? Do, do and I mean, obviously we're, we're thinking about hats or veils or whatever. So just around the table, do you think that a woman should have to wear a hat in church? Uh, Luscious, what do you think? Uh, I would say no, she does not have to wear a hat in church. Brother Derek. I would say no. N N. No. Jacqueline. Yes. <laughs> okay. Wow, you've been sitting for a while. It <laughs> <laughs> comes from one who's never wore a hat in church, but certainly to work. No. But certainly to work. A ball cap. I was going with a not having to fix my hair on Sunday morning things. No, my answer is no. <laughs> All right, Big Country, we'll hear from you in just a minute. Let's take a break, and we'll be back after this important announcement and commercial for Grace Baptist Academy. Hi, I'm Steve Freeman, pastor of Grace Baptist Church. And if you're looking for an affordable, but yet quality Christian education for your children, maybe even your grandchildren, can I invite you to explore Grace Baptist Academy? We're currently enrolling pre-K three through first grade, and we would love for you to come to learn more about Grace Baptist Academy and perhaps to be a part of our family. Why don't you come grow with us at GBA? All right, we're back again. Uh, we are talking about this passage from 1 Corinthians 11, 5. It is, uh, I, I love the questions that our listeners send because we know that they're digging in because these are not ordinary questions. And to hear this question about uncovering or, you know, a, a woman covering her head in church. And uh, so big country with a K, AKA Brother Derek, Hey, when you preached last week, you did a great job, by the way. Thank you. I appreciate that. But how many how many texts and calls did you receive from our congregation saying, Brother Derek, you did a great job? Well, I got several comments after the service. Though I know whenever I told my wife, whenever Brother Derek preaches, he always does good. And then Brother Caleb over here got uh, several texts telling him what a good job Brother Derek did. And I, honestly, I'm confused. I'm confused. Who are you? I don't know. I'm having an identity crisis. He's big country. Well, <laughs> that, that only thing I know for sure is that I'm big country. That's that, really I only one thing. And, and the reality, why you bring up identity crisis, you know, uh, honestly, to kind of set the cultural uh, impact of why we're answering this question or what this question is about, that's exactly what was going on in the culture in Corinth. I mean, they were having identity, much like we are, not only identity crisis, but specific identity crisis, which is really what Paul is addressing. They were having, if we think that the culture that we live in now, which uh, 
Y'all, it's it's bad out here. Would you agree with that? I, I mean, uh, yep. we're experiencing things in culture, and of course, right now, you know, as as we record this, we're in a season where uh, pandemic seems to be uh, rearing its ugly head again. Which really, the pandemic has become more uh, an issue of divisiveness, uh, I believe, by Satan. Not not that it's not a serious. Uh, issue going on in the life of culture but the problem is our culture is taking it to uh, mean or, or represent something that I mean it's a virus but it has become a deep divisive issue uh, but you know that's not the only divisive issue we've got some cultural uh, battles out here and one of those of course is gender identity and and uh, we're dealing with this in schools and we're dealing with this in young people. But this is exactly what they were experiencing. So it's not a new thing. This culture had moved to the brink of destruction, much like ours is moving to the brink of dis- uh, destruction. Um, and, you know, some of this, again, was beginning to impact the church. So Brother Caleb, Brother Derek, uh, big country, thoughts on that? No, I, I completely agree. I think what what Paul's talking about here is that uh, the head covering in their culture was a sign of submission. So if somebody had their head covered in the presence of another person, it was a sign that in some in some capacity they were submitting to that person's uh, level of authority. And so, so when like when uh, Lucius talked about uh, the prostitutes not having their head covered and things like that, uh, for a woman to come into the church and not have her head covered was a sign that I am uh, bucking against the God-given authority, the God-ordained, uh, you know, authority in my life. And Paul talks about how... Uh, the- Which, uh, hold on, let, let's talk about that for just a second. Expound on that because God, God's given us biblical roles. And, and these are prescribed by the Lord, not by man. And, you know, one, I will say this, that every organization, no matter what it is, and this is biblical, but every organization has to have a head, has to have, there's one leader, uh, whether you work in the secular workforce or, or what, I mean, you know, there, there's, there's one leader. Lucius, you worked at a jewelry store. Um, We'll we'll talk about that sometime. But at the jewelry store before, uh, while you were in college, I mean that's where you worked. But how how many bosses were there? Uh, How many owners were there? uh, Well, the jewelry store was actually co-owned by two sisters. (laughs) So, but uh, I would say one took charge. Okay, so even though there was partners in business, was there one who operated the company that basically ran the operation? That, that you reported to. And I'm certainly there's other supervisors and shift managers, um, but was there one person ultimately that made the decisions for the company? Yes, sir. Okay, so uh, I almost blew my whole illustration right there, but nevertheless, uh, we wrapped it up at the end. But I mean, for every organization, there has to be someone accountable. And that works all the way down. We see the first organization, institution, if you will, was the family. And in that, God created a specific order. And there's an order, it, it, it's not, it doesn't diminish um, any role or gender in mankind. It doesn't diminish their importance, their value. It's just simply a structure because there's got to be someone in charge and a plurality of leadership does not work. 
So we're partners in that, but there's one person that God holds accountable. So talk a little bit about that so we can understand what's going on in this uh, address from Paul. So in, if you go back to Genesis of the creation account, God creates Adam, the man, and then from him, he creates woman. That's what woman means is from, from man. And so he says that how God is the head of man and man is the head of woman. So in other words, just as the, just as the, the husband would submit to the Lord in his leadership, so, so the woman su- submits to the husband. Um, equal value, different roles. And so for and that's good. And Jackie, I mean, why don't you expound on that? Because I'm sure that's what society would say is is that'd be a popular message. You should preach that, uh, brother Kevin, because that would be a good popular message for society. It'd be good. I'm gonna preach that tonight. (laughs) Is that what I mean? But is that and this is one of the problems inside the church at Corinth. But it's one of the problems in our society. Today, that uh, w- would you say that we live in a, a cultural setting, a day and time, where a woman thinks that it is right um, to be submissive, for instance, to her husband? Yeah. Jackie, what's your thoughts on that? Um, that's not my opinion, but my thoughts are no. We don't. Women don't believe that or think that. Not many. Some do. Honestly, if you go back, what the the first the first sin for humans wasn't even uh, Eve eating the fruit. The first sin was a role reversal. Adam is there with Eve. He's supposed to be leading her and, and helping her understand what what God's command. But we see that he just he just stands there and does nothing, and she and she takes takes charge. So the first sin was a gender role reversal. And that's what that's what he's talking about here. He's saying when a woman has her head uncovered, she's basically becoming like a man, and that's that's unnatural. It's un it's not it's not God's intention for humankind. So, do you think the reason why? And again, I believe this is a letter that Paul is writing back based on the letter that was written to him, and he's answering the question. Do you think that uh, maybe there was a problem of? uh, I, I don't I don't for lack of better terms, like a women's liberation movement where uh, they were no longer going to su- submit to uh, authority inside the church or how the church was structured. And and I don't know, maybe, maybe out of protest, they were uh, taking their head coverings off or uh, perhaps I guess that depends on what we think or what you think a head covering was as it pertains to the Bible. What, I mean, what do you believe it was? So I think I think Paul is I think he talks about two different head coverings here. One I think he talks about some sort of fabric. I'm, I'm assuming some sort of fabric, but he also says uh, in down in uh, the end of the passage in like verse uh, fifteen, mm-hmm. he says, "But that if a woman has long hair, it is her glory, for her hair is given to her as a covering." And so the woman has a natural quote unquote covering, which is her hair. And so I think that that's what Paul is pointing at. He says this is the distinctive. This is one of the distinctive uh, uh, characteristics of women is is her their hair compared to men. And so it's unnatural. He says you should keep that. Don't start don't start dressing like a man. Men don't start looking like women. Keep the roles distinct in just as they are in nature and just as they should be in the church. I mean. Y'all's thoughts, follow-up thoughts on that. I, I think you're spot on on that, Brother Caleb. I, I just believe that 
they were having um, cultural issues that began to infiltrate inside the church. And Paul is trying to uh, go back to the basics and establish a cre- uh, not only a created order, but yet how that works in the church in harmony. And I think there were, um, you, you know, just some issues that needed to be addressed. Rebelliousness, I would say, is the root issue here, and uh, that's screamed from society. So uh, I, I do believe personally that the head covering, as you said, uh, Brother Caleb, according to verse 15, was he was talking about hair. So if we go back to the original question that we, if we were asking, should a woman wear a hat in the church? He's not addressing hats, I don't believe. I don't believe it's any kind of material, um, you know, any, any, any type of head covering made from material. I think he's strictly talking about hair and how men, you should have short hair. Women, you should have long hair. And again, this is cultural to the context of that. I don't know that it necessarily... Uh, in some ways applies today, but this was the deep-seated issue then. We have other deep-seated issues in our society that um, that, that we might address differently uh, had we were writing, but this is the cultural, but his whole thing is about keeping order and structure, and when you have order and structure, you have unity, you have harmony, and you're able to function uh, properly. So, uh, great insight, great question, hard question. Jackie, thank you uh, for helping us get to the bottom of that. You're very welcome. Hey, here's, here's a question. Did Jesus have long hair? That, that's what I think confuses people with some of this. That's what I think of as long hair on men. Well, because you yeah. know that Jesus had long hair? Yeah. Because you saw the Passion of the Christ. Because I saw the, the movie. Because <laughs> you saw the thing on the History Channel. <laughs> So, so uh, who was it that played uh, on Passionate? Jim Caviezel. Uh, like when we showed the clips, like all the ladies say, he's the good-looking Jesus. Are you going to play the good-looking Jesus on the video? Which is, I mean... What if he was bald? What about those among us who are follically challenged? I don't know any of those. <laughs> but, I mean, besides Jackie. So, I mean... This is why I know it's cultural and contextual because, you know, Jackie being bald and all, I mean, she would already be uh, out of compliance. So, uh, but again, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think almost every representation of him is probably incorrect with just based on hair. Yeah. Especially when they paint him with blue eyes. I just don't, you know, I just don't know that that's, that's it. But, um, it's great insight. Hey, that's a good question, Maybe We'll get to that on another podcast. Did Jesus have long hair? Um, I, I don't know. Uh, thanks again for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, we will be back next week with some more uh, biblical insight, as much as we can give. We're counting on Luscious next week. Uh, as much as we can give to your uh, biblical insight, to your biblical questions, we appreciate your support and listening. We'll see you next week. God bless. Thank you for listening to We Found Another Hour with your host, Dr. Steve Freeman, a ministry and podcast of Grace Baptist Church of Springfield, Tennessee. If you'd like more information about becoming a follower of Christ, we'd love to have that conversation. Please contact us at 615-384-3393. For other questions or information regarding Grace Baptist Church or its affiliates, write to us via email podcast at gbcspringfield.org 
And as always, as we explore the Bible together, if you have a theological question that you'd like answered on our podcast, send the question to podcast at gbcspringfield.org. Thank you for listening. And until next time, may God bless you.